fucking Charlie XDX on her fucking crooked nose. Like, you fucking cokehead bitches. <laughs> These fucking trash ass cokehead white bitches sniffing fucking poppers and doing whatever the fucking gays say. Sucking gay dick. Riding gay dick. Just riding gay dick. Riding gay dick. <laughs> For fucking what, oh? For what, oh? God damn it. Gay boys, why y'all so annoying and thirsty all the time? Always getting on a fucking bitch nerve. For what, nigga? Can you just do my hair and pay it, girl? Do my hair and do my makeup and pick out my clothes and stop trying to get on my nerves all the time and be annoying, gays. All right, that's it. My LSD is wearing off. Pull the panties off. Pull the panties off. Pull the panties off on the dance floor. Pull the panties off. Yeah. Pull the panties off. Yeah. Pull the panties off on the dance floor. here i'm just not wearing pants so i don't really want to like <laughs> who's that guy from um the new yorker who jerked off on uh skype Jeffrey <laughs> Jeffrey you don't want to us? Yeah. <laughs> I understand. There's five more seconds um, okay here we go everyone get your pants on <laughs> This is a business meeting. Yeah, Thank you. Up, up my boots. Yeah, girl, let me strap your boots up. Mm-hmm. All right, we're back. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the lovely 73rd episode of Hot Topics. We took two weeks off, not on purpose. I just got hungover <laughs> on every day we were supposed yeah, to record. We, we hungover. Yeah, so <laughs> these are okay. Um, we're joined by the one and only, the lovely, the opulent. The uh the legendary, the iconic, the glasses wearing Harry Tavoya. How are you, babe? I'm well, how are you? I'm so over, really. <laughs> You're, you are? No, no, you I mean you are. This is <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> I, I don't know. I hope that didn't make me sound like a cunt, but no, I'm fine. I taught a lot today, um, which is fun. They're darlings, little darling children that I teach. Yeah, wait, who do you teach? Like at what grade are you allowed to disclose this? I teach I teach college freshmen. Okay. Oh, I'm like, oh, what yeah, grade? Wait, yeah. <laughs> I was like the fourth graders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, the thing is there's like they actually are adorable. Yeah. Well college well, freshmen are what, 18? They're like 18, 19, yeah. Okay, well work. What are you teaching them? I'm teaching them like English literature and composition. Um, they work. And like, like art theory as well too. Okay, well, oh, nice. Uh, you got a real ass yeah. job. Yeah, exactly. That sounds very professional. Nice, nice little racket, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I, I hear about someone else who's like doing, I have to do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My podcasting pays the bills. I just can't relate to people who went to grad school. <laughs> right, we make big bucks. <laughs> yeah, making those big, big dollars. It's gonna pay for my credit card bill from uh, the reason why I couldn't podcast. <laughs> right, all the bar hopping <laughs> gets covered by the Patreon box, and then I don't make an episode. It's a really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good business model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so do you think yeah. that like, the scarcity of your podcast episodes means that like they increase in value when they? do come along okay so that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's, it's i mean ultimately you're paying me four dollars so i really don't know you shit yeah it's all strategic but yeah right it's a strategic measure the more that the girls want 
the laugh mm-hmm. I have to deliver when it's sorry. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't, you're another one of these people who I don't know how I came across you or how we stumbled across each other on yeah, the internet. It's like in like the digital, like the same digital internet. And then like we have the thing in common, like where we both write about pop music. Right. Um, so it's been yeah, exactly because I, f- I forget we're both from a, um, a background in music journalism. Exactly. The even more lucrative in podcasting career. The, uh, right, exactly. Right. And at, in, a, in a bizarre twist, it's actually more humiliating. <laughs> oh my God, it's so much more humiliating. Honestly, I was all like, every single time that people like got in trouble for like podcast related things, I was like, I'm ready. I've braved the storm. <laughs> and like, I never get in trouble for anything I say in here. And every time I publish anything, people are like, fuck you. I'm gonna, you're going to jail. I'm going to rip off your skin and mail it to your mother. Like, this is just how. <laughs> That every single time I review a Kesha album, it seems out that way. It's like only going to be about time where it's like someone's going to clip like a 20 second clip of our episode from 40 episodes ago. Yeah, right. It's only a matter of time where it's like, remember when you said retarded when you were 19? I'm like, I stand by it. You're like, I'm still 19. I'm sure it was. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Earlier this year when I was 19 and I said Haley Williams was retarded. <laughs> for dyeing her hair blonde and making a Toyota Camry commercial. That was like one of our first takes on this show. We yeah. talked about Amy Williams for some reason. Yeah, I don't going back to the very earliest episodes of the show, we were talking about music that absolutely nobody cared about. <laughs> so true. We were like reviewing like the singles from the Suicide Squad soundtrack. <laughs> so what was what was even on that? Um Fucking Doja and Normani. Yeah, there was a Normani slash no, Megan the Stallion uh, song called Diamonds. Yes, yeah. And the only reason I know I know how it goes now because of that episode, because we had to listen to it so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Doja song. Oh, right. And then the Doja song, which is um, Boss Bitch, which was a TikTok yeah. back in that year. Yeah. So, I like her. Classic. I think. You like Doja? I think I do. Yeah. I can't tell. I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, well, yeah, I, I, so we've established the the boundary of how we came across you. I mean, we're just like in that same like kind of like I don't know corner of the internet. It's like we, you know, we we I don't know. We we've circled each other. We've, we've smelled each other. It's like dogs, like nuts. I don't even know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but here we are, podcasting at last. I remember exactly. like. Um, I think also like a big point of contact was like the Frank one too, because I, I'm pals with him. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Darling so, Frank. Darling Frank. <laughs> Shout out to her. Who I texted like every 10 minutes this weekend being like so wasted, being like, where are you? I'm at Berlin. Come <laughs> over. Like every one second. <laughs> so oh yeah, God. God bless. Hopefully um, you didn't find it too demented. <laughs> Probably was fine. Have you, met, have you met Jacob yet? No, I haven't. But this is, I think, why I was blowing his phone up is because I've been desperate to meet those precious little angels yeah yeah i've been keeping keeping extreme tabs on their Mm -hmm. uh elaborate romance the tabs (laughs) (laughs) exactly um yeah but uh, you are just one of those people who's a special little gay person who if 
disappeared in my phone, and I'm grateful you're on this now. Thanks for joining. I'm honored to be on on Thought Topics podcast. It's such a such a pleasure after so many episodes. I know. <laughs> you're I think the episode with so many episodes. Too. I know, it's and so it doesn't fun. feel like we've done that many, to be honest. It really doesn't feel like. I feel like we're like on three. Yeah. There's like a really big blackout period. Like after uh, we did the Olive Garden episode, after that I've lost everything. Mm-hmm. And then everything we've done most recently feels like episode 40. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not great. But you know, we're here, we're rolling with it. Fine. Yeah. When did um, you begin? I'm sorry? When did you guys begin? We started January of 2020. Okay. God. And our merchandise says we started in 2019, like the smoking fag since 2019 shirt. We did not have a podcast in 2019. Yeah, no, the shirts are alive. <laughs> <laughs> I like fucked it up when I was doing the Photoshop for the shirts and then I like printed it already. Like I'd already made the shirts. So I was like, oh fuck, like we didn't even start that year. Yeah. Um, but now I have one more shirts that say we do. So I'm just gonna clean it. <laughs> it's a lot cooler than 2020. It was an idea. To be yeah. fair, it was an idea. Back when I was yeah. making um, a handwritten manifestation list and posting them to my wall in our garden apartment being like, you will start a podcast this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my dream came true. There we go. <laughs> Wipe it off the list. Exactly. Check, check, check. Love it. And, and it has been a fairy tale ever since. Honestly, it has been a fairy tale. Honestly. You know what else has been a fairy tale? Hmm. The things we're talking about today. Oh, absolutely. One of the things we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are talking about a couple different things. We're going to talk about a lot of music. We're going to talk about. Um, uh-huh the Chromatica remix album, <laughs> the remix album heard around the world, heard around a fire island. Yes. <laughs> we are talking about the Kanye album briefly, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't have a ton to add, but I feel like we should talk uh, about it. Yeah. Um, I like to challenge myself to talk about things straight people talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bomba. Um, and what was the other thing? Oh, the Charlie single. Charlie Single. And then we're going to talk about the Cinderella movie starring the greatest star, possibly the most magnetic personality. The most useless person I've ever seen on screen before. (laughs) Her EGOT is coming. Absolutely. This bitch is coming to sweep uh, Camilla Cabalsack and Billy Porter. uh, Their amazing collaboration for Amazon Prime presents Cinderella. Um, we watched this movie last night and you are in the midst of watching it. Have you finished? I'm like, I've gotten to the part where she's at the ball. Okay. okay. They basically, I mean, to be honest, it really doesn't change very much from there. Yeah, no. What I can't imagine that would get any better. Have you gotten to the part where she gets offered a job by like the girl who does like Don's sort of a black scent? <laughs> I, I, I have not gotten to that part yet. Okay, well, she's coming. She's yeah. one of the highlights of the movie, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Let's just, do you want to do the movie to start? Yeah, let's let's, let's glaze over the movie. Yeah, I feel like there's enough <laughs> to talk about here. <laughs> there's no content to mine for. All right, set the scene. So this movie is called Cinderella. It came out fairly recently, I think. Uh, it features such talents as Camilla Cabello of Fifth Harmony fame. I think, where's she from Little Mix? Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony, great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Little Mix are all like British. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Fifth Harmony's American. And Normani came from Fifth Harmony too. That's so true. Mm-hmm. We have this, we have this this group to blame for two of my least favorite personalities in all of pop culture. Yeah. That one, so I don't know, I've like I've listened to like two Fifth Harmony songs in my entire life, but I thought girl. you were going to say you've listened to two Normani songs. I was like, that's how many there are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, go ahead. I know, I know motivation. I'm like, that's a, honestly, it's like yeah, so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking yeah. abysmal. Anyway, and, and continue. Like, <laughs> Fifth Harmony, what's your take? 
Well, I mean, I, I I know nothing about Fifth Harmony. Basically, I didn't watch the show that they came from. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, one thing that like is kind of cool about the British group. It, it's from America's Got Talent or, or Britain's Got Talent. Like what? Yeah, I literally couldn't tell you. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think I think that Little Mix came from Britain's Got Talent, and then Fifth Harmony came from America's Got Talent. Okay. Well, well, I mean, like I like whatever reality show that like it was the Simon. Cal one correct and it yeah, was like um, yeah and, and it was like built in like with some quality control mm-hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the, the real prototype for this is like kind of like um like diddy um making the band yep yes, exactly right. exactly yeah. which actually turned out hits and turned out some real art yeah was the cat dolls and then yeah Danny and danny b kane yeah oh my god danny, oh, okay god An- another bygone era that we'll never get back yeah. um but I mean, we still. Have, like, I appreciate the though. fact that they've passed on some sentiments, such as "you don't have to go to work." Um, <laughs> <laughs> they've also said um, <laughs> some other things. A couple other things. I like that video where they are all hammering on a on a, a, a tractor, no, yeah. on a on a construction vehicle. Mm-hmm. They're like all pretending to use tools on like the same part of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the brain power. Exactly. The brain power that that imagery took is really just. Next level, yeah, strong, exactly. That's our big. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a harmony. Okay, so I have like a fifth harmony conspiracy theory that I just like developed now. But mm-hmm. the only song that I mean, the work from the home song, though, like, do you not think that that was a slip in the matrix that they were forecasting Zoom pandemic, everybody working from home? Oh my god. Yeah, she was in the video for that live performance where they're all hammering on the construction vehicle. They were actually showing how ill prepared the American public is to perform labor. <laughs> 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 the theory checks out. They were like, "How are we going to go to work if no one can do construction? No one, you know, if, if like if there's no infrastructure bill, and you know, this, <laughs> not, not only do I didn't have to go to work, I literally can't. Yeah. Listen, play the song backwards and we'll see. Exactly. Oh I my god, the back mouse. Is there any other Fifth Harmony song of note? I feel like that's kind of their only hit. I fucking cannot. Like, Gun to My Head, I couldn't name another one. I remember, like, the, um, it was like a moment where Camilla had left the group and it was like a VMA performance and, like, the, there was like a fifth one that jumped off and it was like, oh my god, did they kill her? Remember that? <laughs> yes. Oh. It was a ceremonial killing. <laughs> yeah, it was like a ceremonial spiritual murder of this of this girl who didn't have like I I I know uh, she's nothing to me. Like, like like there's nothing compelling about her that would justify going solo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean the same could be said for pretty much all of them though, to be honest. Work from home is the number one song, and then the other one is worth it. Which is where they say, "Give it to me, I'm worth it." Which is literally just um, Jason Derulo, um, Wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> or yes. no, it's um, yeah, no. That one, <laughs> maybe. I don't know what I'm doing. Some other Jason Derulo. Stuff. No, talk dirty, but Jason Derulo, which uses a similarly slinky horn. Oh, um, <laughs> Wiggle like Jason Derulo. <laughs> Those are two songs I haven't uh, thought about in a while. Is Jason Derulo make music still? I'm sorry. Does Jason Derulo make music still, or is he like fully TikTok? Didn't he have like a pedophile thing happen? No, oh my god, did he? He makes like fucked <laughs> up like recipes on TikTok. Have you not seen it? Oh yes, I have seen it. It's like, like, like 
um, the the famous version of that girl who like makes like fruity pebble rice krispie treats in the toilet. Yeah, he makes like a gingerbread house and <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> 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 she makes like nachos on her counter yeah and starts smashing her palms into it and yeah. the camera woman is like yeah that looks great oh yeah get in on there yeah, zoom on. in on that fucking taco meat that fucking i'm rubbing on the hardware fucking do it kathy yeah <laughs> yeah no that's jason derulo now yeah exactly jason derulo is not a pedophile he's just, just disgusting he's just making like <laughs> nasty fucking in food his, concoctions in his expensive ass kitchen mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well i'm proud of him mm-hmm. anyway the movie so we're <laughs> talking about Camila Cabello, uh, and then who else is featured? Billy Porter, my le- another least favorite person, maybe in history. Um, and I'm in history, one of the worst. One of the absolute worst. He Not sucks. even just in this moment, but like broadly. Like ever. Like uh, 20 ever. years from now, I was going to be like, fuck that guy, honestly. Yeah, remember that fucking retard who wore like a motorized hat to an award show? And we were like, yes. <laughs> to yeah. more. Do you remember this? Where I it was like a big that. broad brim hat, like a Beyonce no, broad I mean, brim hat, and it had curtains, like it has like a beaded curtain. Yeah. Like, like Billy Porter is, I need to like think harder and condense my thoughts about Billy Porter, but like he embodies like so many of the worst qualities about is he does he is he like non-binary or like queer or something as opposed it to it literally gay? doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Well, well, the, the reason why though is because like um he's all stunt and like nothing to like, like there's no person there. It's like completely no. stunt. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he's, he's like the hat and he's like the, um, the Cleopatra caboose, but like it's all smoke and mirrors and there's nothing there that would justify beyond like really like annoying morality. Exactly. And, and that's the other part about him is that like when he like touts how major his own presence in a film is for quote representation, I'm like, mm-hmm. who are you representing? What other human being oh do you reflect in oh society? Like, I've just never met another person who would behave that way, who would like, <laughs> conduct themselves in such a fashion. The gold shimmering tights, like pants that he wears in this film. Like, honestly, God, like, like fifth grade Chris would have been like, that's a faggot I don't want to be when I'm when I Absolutely. Yeah, it's representation in the sense that it shows what not to do. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that's like the, the thing about like so many of the representation type people like the figures of, uh, uh the representation industrial complex all of these people are not representative of any group of people there's no like larger billy porter demo like billy porter's like an alien to me there's there's no one similar to that person no <laughs> well but i mean he's a weird one too because like he is also um like unlike everybody else in pose who like seemingly had some kind of tangential relationship to voguing in the first place like mm-hmm. he is the most broadway like of them all yeah, yeah. He, he's such a pure broadway creature um yeah. that it feels weird to kind of shoehorn him into any kind of radical angle because like he really is just like a song and like he's he's a jazz hands kind of person he's literally just a gay guy like there's really no <laughs> and like beyond like, he's like and he's also like worse than Todrick Hall. Like, I think we talked about that before. Like he's like Todrick Literally. Hall. Yes. He's like older and more annoying and yeah. like less talented. At least Todrick Hall says stuff like slavery worked. You know, like there's <laughs> with him, but it's like Todrick Hall's got a little edge. You know? Yeah, no, Billy Porter is because... just Billy Porter's like a spear. Like he's just the sort of he has no um there's just something about him that is like you can't grasp onto anything. There's no there's no characteristics. There's really no anything other than like, okay, so the, the scene in the movie, I don't want to jump into the plot yet. Okay. But the, the scene in the movie where he, he 
reveals himself, he transforms from a monarch butterfly into a quote, mm-hmm. fab, fair, fab, fair fabulous, fabulous godmother. Fabulous godmother. Fabulous godmother. Uh, and, and later on, they refer to him as Fab G. <laughs> and he turn, transforms from the butterfly into this character. And he drifts down from the sky going, yeah. No, he says, work. work. Yes, queen. Work. 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 To who? You can't think like, Who is in the writing room? Like, I just don't understand. Like, this is, this is the thing with his whole part in it. I was like, this couldn't have been in a script. Like, they literally just let him talk. Mm-hmm. And this happens to be the case for a lot of Billy Porter things. Where, like, whenever I see him filmed or when I see him on television, I'm just like, this wasn't, like, you just put him in a room and just, like, pressed record. And he was just like, all right, it's the fucking Billy Porter hour. Let's go. Like, you know, and I guess more power to him, but shit, I don't know. Did you just even have any, I mean, one thing that I thought was, like, really insane about the film is, like, um, how did I put this? Uh, I, I I kind of wrote this down just because I thought it was like so batshit crazy, but um, like like this is actually a movie that is like so ideological and so like against any child ever having wonder in their lives. Oh, um, really? <laughs> and, and, and like it's just kind of breathtaking, honestly. Yeah. Um, there's a part though, like where she like he comes out, he's like a beautiful butterfly, and then he says like uh, Camilla Camilla like gives him like some like kind of like sass. And then he says, um, like prepping her for like a meeting to like get seed capital. Like, do you want to go to that ball and meet a bunch of rich people who will change your life? And I was like, oh my God, you're, you're. you're." (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, literally. It was very like, there was just something sort of evil about the whole thing. There's a thread of evil that runs under the whole thing. It was so like confusing and there were so many elements and so many different themes yeah. that like were really dumb. And then the other main roles was basically Idina Menzel, who is unfortunately far too talented for a movie like this. <laughs> and also um, J- fucking James Corden plays a rat as he seems to play in every film. <laughs> every single time I see James Corden in anything, he's like a big fat cat. Or he's like a fucking, <laughs> he's like a big rodent, just like <laughs> some nasty, like pimply tail. Like there's always something with him. But then he's also like weirdly sexual. Like he's always like has like a weird joke about a penis or like just something. Yeah. Like in yeah. this movie, he like transforms into a man from being a rat. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, I pee for my front tail. I was like, rats have dicks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? what? Rats famously have dicks. Yeah, rats have penises. <laughs> They famously have enormous balls. This is like the first thing everyone knows about rats. Anyway, <laughs> just calling out the logic, the dream logic of this movie. Um, do you want to dive in? What stood out to you? Yeah. <laughs> but also do like, um, you know, the other kind of like big um, extra film part of it was like his his hip thrusting. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? <sighs> that video... Oh, not evil. <laughs> I would be in jail for manslaughter today, and blissfully, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, it would be premeditated for me. I'd get probably get the chair, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it hard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would be because who was gathered there was Billy Porter, Camilla, James Corden, and Idina. I couldn't hit Idina. No, 
that would be maybe no. the only thing that took me out. I just, I don't have enough contempt in my heart for her. And it really just seems like they had to cast someone. And I do think that when she was on the screen, I feel, I, I believed she did the best with what she was given. That's the sure. mom, right? Yeah, the, the stepmother. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Considering the script and considering the, the, the complete thinness of what she had to offer or what, what, she, what she had to work with, um, I really do think that she, she made the best of it. <laughs> I the most enjoyable part of this film was honestly maybe the stupid stepsisters because there was the fat one that like had the most stereotypical lines. Oh my god. And I kind of felt comfort. I was like, yeah, I knew she was gonna say that. Yeah, every time she talked, she'd be like, fuck this, I need a brownie. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I felt that to be very relatable. I also always think it's really funny whenever they cast like a fat chick, like a big girl in a movie that's a musical, they always make her do that kind of grovelly note when they make her go like that one, like they always make big girls do that. And then her sister like had none of that. Like yeah. why does she have to do like the soulful, like the growling note? It was giving like Nikki Blonsky and Hairspray. Totally. Yeah. Well, so Nikki she, she I, I looked this up actually, she was um, Tracy Turnblad. In Hairspray? Yeah, that's where that girl comes from. What the oh! Fuck me. Well, well her. there you go. You got her <laughs> shit right together. Yeah. You're like, I know where you're from. Right. Mm-hmm. Shit, it adds up. Yeah, that's where they. That's how they knew to give her that note. Mm-hmm. It's because she'd already been hitting them in films past. <laughs> she had already done it. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, like, like, I also wonder, like, can thin girls hit that note? Like, can they do that note? I worry about like. Do you remember Carmen? Do you remember the band Carmen? I do. <laughs> the singer of Carmen, who now goes by Queen Herbie, she used to hit that note a lot, and she's not a big girl. <laughs> I was going to ask if you if you if you'd seen Queen Herbie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've been on a long rant about Queen Herbie on the show before. Really? Okay. Yeah. I hate that fucking. Oh my god, that, that Morticia Adams ass bitch. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like she's like the most like egregious like white girl doing blackface I've ever seen. It's insane. It's insane. literally insane. Like she is not painting her skin in the same way Iggy Azalea is in the uh, oh. "I Am the Strip Club" video, but she is um, doing something there that is leading me to believe that there's something racial going on beneath the surface. <laughs> I, it's insane because with her, she's so calculated that it's like scary. Yeah, yeah. she definitely seems like the pro- like, the project of. Um, some puppet masters that have been trying desperately to make her stick forever. And like, I'm sorry, but like, if you got like one radio song, like in 2013, like lightning doesn't strike twice, like you're not coming back as Queen Herbie. Yeah, like, that's and, just not happening for and you. the radio song was like fucking Target ad and you still had like your boyfriend. Like, right, mm-mm. right. That's just like not really giving. Like, why also is your rap persona like someone who's like a librarian who like also is like in a Pantene commercial? <laughs> like pin straight like ass length black hair like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah. and like these square like 2013 tumbler glasses like these big black frame glasses like girl yeah her well, I, thought be, like, thing was, I thought the thing that was, was like they the novelty of carmen was they were a youtube act like a very early youtube act yeah because so, she did look at me now she did chris brown's look at me now because she was like a white girl who could do the verse Oh, the Busta Rhymes verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and conveniently, like, I love when white girls are doing a verse like that, when, like, a white girl's, like, doing the rap, and then every time it's the M-word, they go, shh. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that was it. Like, in the day, like, she she went off. Yeah, exactly. No, no one said to make a career out of that one moment, girl. 
Yeah, mm. that one moment. It's like every time I'm at an Azealia Banks concert and the people in the front row turn around to make sure I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always not just like a your... playful little like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it chaps on You know I'm looking for these, if these, it's rich. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm like Camila Cabello. Right, Camila Cabello on the other hand drops like nine N-words in this movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, the whole last the whole last bit is literally just Camila Cabello calling her stepmother the N-word. And that's it. And, and the town free. the town celebrates. <laughs> she's free. She's free from She's the finally free. <laughs> They're like, oh, you can get out of the basement, all right, if you say it. <laughs> Billy Porter's like, hmm. Work. Billy Porter says, slay, mama. Yeah, read me, mama. Um, <laughs> okay, something I want to talk about with this movie. I want to talk about her apartment. Yes, her basement. And this is how we have to describe it, because it was not, like, a basement where she was, like, scrubbing the floor and living in shit. This was, like, a beautiful bohemian garden unit. Like, <laughs> like cobblestone fucking mid to, to ceiling windows. It was insane. She has like seven dress forms, mm-hmm. like <laughs> these like beautiful. Like it literally looks like the Drag Race set yeah. when they do like a medieval skit, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like wigs and like fabric strewn around. There's like a bunch of little animals on the floor. Yeah. Like I thought she, she didn't look like she was shitting and pissing in a bucket. Come on. No, I didn't see that bitch do one chore the whole movie. Yeah, no. But like for a princess movie, do you really want that level of realism? I guess is my question. Like, do well, you really even in like, classic Cinderella, they made that bitch scrub, dude. They like, beat the fuck out of that bitch. They beat her ass. They beat her ass. <laughs> they beat Cinderella's ass. And they had like the with Camilla, like the worst she ever has to do is like serve tea. Oh my god! Even when like the the, the stepmom like spilled the drink on her dress, and I was like, well, now you can't go. It kind of looked kind. It looked a little kind. It was high fashion when she got the ankle yeah. over her dress. She was like, watch me go to the ball in this fucking chair. Watch, <laughs> watch, yeah, watch. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Literally. Get the horses, mom. They're like, Hamilton already exists in this universe. This dress is going to serve. <laughs> the Hamilton molecules in this movie made me want to fucking oh feather myself, I will say. Seriously. Yeah. Like, the way that, like, they have, like, the one, they have the black guy get on top of the, I guess the, the, the scaffolding the cat, the over the market. Like, like, I, like, don't, and he gets up and he, like, they make him do like a hear ye, hear ye, but it's like a rap. Mm-hmm. It's like a rapped hear ye, hear ye. I like just can't. <laughs> there's just no, I don't care how desperate of an actor you are. Like there's no amount of like, I need this that would make me put that mark on my career. Like I, I just wouldn't, like I would just keep doing like fancy feast commercials until I took, unless before I took that deal. Like I would not be doing like the, for the Amazon Prime money getting on top of the scaffolding in 2021 Cinderella being like, hey, woo! Like Will Smith rapping. Like, I'm not doing that. How much money is it though? Like I would be, I would do it for for enough money. Like I, yeah. the like the set too, like the location. It would took place in like one place. It literally looked like it was filmed on an iPhone SE. Like in, in all honesty, the budget didn't <laughs> seem that great. Like <laughs> it really didn't. No, and I couldn't, also there's no figures on the budget. This is what I hate about the Disney plusification of society <laughs> is that if you look for the figures, like the numbers on how much it took to make Beyonce Black is King, you can't find the number. So you <laughs> can't get Beyonce in trouble <laughs> because even though they spent, you know, a nation's GDP on her fucking music video, right. there's no, you know, we, we'll never know how much really went into Cinderella. Yeah. You know. 
how much child labor went into Cinderella? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> how many yeah. conflict diamonds were used to fund it? <laughs> right, they were like, quote, sponsored by Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> we brought in our fucking fleet of 12-year-olds. Sponsored by the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, something else that stood out to me about this movie was the song choice. Oh, it was so weird. It was so schizophrenic. It was yes. really bizarre. Oh my God. And I was under the impression, I mean, Cinderella, it, it, the OG Cinderella, is that movie a musical? Mm-mm. No. Not at oh, all. Man. No, I'm a big fan of the OG movie too. I've never seen it. There was more like animals. There was more like cuntiness, like a little bit of cunt. It was giving a little pussy, giving a little cunt. Also like this village was so like diverse. It was unclear as to like, right. if it was like present day or like, 1800s like I don't know it was so bizarre yeah that was, was like another part of it too because like it was like every every part of the film was all about like how um you have to break every single convention but it was like all these are like the normal conventions that like I don't know like this is like a very modern like what more can you do right mm-hmm. yeah I love when Amazon wants you so bad to notice the diversity hires that they literally are doing like literal like racial stereotypes the full movie like every single person who's like not a white person is like literally carrying a basket of fruit on their head or like doing (laughs) like walking around with like a clay pot and like doing a chant like i just don't like what are we like i just it baffles my mind that people are like finally we got other people on screen and like when the the prince was like you know women can't own businesses i was like he's kind of right it's kind of true. <laughs> she, I mean, getting out of that Women shouldn't work. Women should go to the pool. <laughs> right. <laughs> Women should quote the iconic Becca Moore. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So there's what songs are featured in this? There's a cover of um, Ed Sheeran's question mark um, <laughs> you, you haven't gotten to this point but at the very end it's let's get loud and i have since yes we watched it yesterday right we did watch it yesterday i have heard that song come up in my life three times isn't that kind of scary it's a little scary yeah but let's get loud is the ending song yeah so, sorry for it closes literally on an emotional confrontation between the stepmother and cinderella in which they sing a stripped back version of let's get loud to one another <laughs> it's <laughs> so like fever dream it's <laughs> Gotta tell you what you gotta do, no, no. And they're like crying and holding each other, <laughs> and they're like two inches away from each other's faces, and it's so kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> and it's let's get loud. Yeah, me and my mom making out to let's get loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, what else was in it? Rhythm Nation, huh? Rhythm Nation, like at the it very opens beginning. with Rhythm Nation, yeah. But like it's a very dystopian Rhythm Nation though, which is um interesting. Yeah. We're like this, everyone's this like is... doing tasks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, patriarchy is the rule of this Rhythm Nation, and they're very much trying to hammer that home. The prince was definitely queerbaiting for sure. The prince was. I was convinced that the big like neolib plot twist of the movie was that the prince was going to be a fag because he mm-hmm. looks like Brendan Urie. Like he literally is like a fucking like guy liner faggot. Like him and, and, and then an all earring. his he has an earring. What the whole earring? movie one earring on the on the gay side. It's on the gay you. side. And yeah. the all of his <laughs> friends are like clearly fags. One had dyed hair and the other one like very much almost had his nails painted black. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to have his nose painted black. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Set said no. 
Yeah. Well, there's also that part too, like where they're they're asking like like we're best friends, right? We're we're, we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my god, you're gonna fuck! Like, yeah. oh my god, again, who says that? another moment where it was like, kiss, kiss, kiss. Um, like, what straight guy says to their other straight guy friend? Hey, you're my best friend, right? Actually, a lot of straight people say that to each other. Like every straight guy in my life is always like, love you, bro. Fucking love you, love bro. You, bro. You're my best friend, bro. <laughs> kiss, kiss. <laughs> my bros after watching Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> my straight friends showing each other their balls to say goodbye to each other at a party. <laughs> um, <sighs> but I mean, would, you know, they make I, they make poor poor Idina Menzel cover material girl as a way to say that mm-hmm. um, she wants to marry a rich prince. Like they want like her, she wants her daughters to marry rich, so she sings material girl. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why? A song that features famously, like, six notes, and they gave it to Idina Menzel, who, like, literally can't help it over sing. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's just so many total misfires pretty much the whole time. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And like, I we're not even done. done. <laughs> yeah, right. We're not even done. Wait until, yeah. Yeah, no, right, exactly. We're hyping it up. Wait for the grand conclusion. I, yeah. I mean, I wonder, like, if this, like, this will be an outsider art classic in time. I don't think it will be, though. Yeah. Things that could have made this movie, what? I haven't been recording this whole time. But is it on Zoom? It is on Zoom. So I guess we're doing Zoom audio this episode. Sorry, folks. Okay, that's fine. Okay, Okay, great. Love it. Um, (laughs) Like our end is also going to be on Zoom. Yeah, we'll both get it. We're going to have both. Okay, so I guess that we'll both just have crunchy audio. That's fine. We're leveling the playing field. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I guess I shouldn't record now. There's really no point. What do you mean? Well, because like these mics are not doing anything. Oh, right, I guess. I mean, okay, great. So we'll just project. Hopefully we've been yelling loud enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just get a little closer. Oh, my favorite thing to do on this ep- on this podcast is just not record. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like talk for, how long has it been yeah. at this point? We're Who even known. 70, 73 episodes in and we s- still fuck our shit. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay, well. That's okay. It'll be listenable. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. We'll um, fine. Here, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say... Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. <laughs> okay, and now we're back. Okay, okay great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now the rest <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> They're so messy. I know. I, bring, I blame Camilla Cabello for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. What do we think of Camilla's performance? Um, I really, you know, someone a while ago told me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to say she was a beaner. <laughs> <laughs> I, in, in all, in all honesty, they could not have gotten a worse person for this movie. She is behind only Halsey in terms of the least amount of like gravitas, like magnetic personality. Like there, there's pretty much no one less charismatic I can imagine for this role. A, I don't believe that Camilla likes gay people. That was a premise of this film that I just I didn't buy. When she was interacting with Billy Porter, I was like, "You hate his faggot ass." Mm-hmm. And the other <laughs> part of it was that she has this kind of um, like. I like they, they they just didn't make her hit the notes. Like if she just didn't hit the note, they were like, okay, yeah, I guess we're just gonna keep going. She was like talk singing the yeah. entire time. If it's a million to one, I'm gonna be that one. She had no synergy with anyone on set. No, 
it seemed like for a while, like there were certain scenes where I was like, is this like a COVID protocol where they like filmed them in separate, like, like one at a time? Like, are they like not even in the same room? Like there was just no, like there's a weird disconnect between Billy and Camilla in that one particular scene. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, you guys aren't even like you're speaking to nothing. Like, there's you're not even in the room. Like, they're, just, they're not here. Yeah, I just and the blocking of certain scenes just seems like bizarrely far apart. Like everybody's like separated by like twenty feet every time they're talking to someone. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I almost wish that like they hadn't strived for like realism and just like had. Like the Cardi B, Megan The Stallion, like WAP music video kind that, of proportion to it, because like that would have at least like given it some like fantasy texture, in, right? as opposed to like you know just musical theater. In my head, I was like, if they honest to God got like Doja Cat to do this, and they were they were they were they let her be this like fucking stupid troll person, but like on set and recording, that would have been fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah, this like white boy that's trying to like get with her, and then she's like, fuck you, white boy. Like, (laughs) that was the thing is, like, I could tell that there were little glimpses of, like, they wanted to make it a lot messier, and they wanted to make it a lot more stupid, and they Mm -hmm. just, like, wouldn't let themselves, and I think if the music direction had been any greater than, like, basically every single song being, like, Dance Monkey, like, every, Mm -hmm. like, if it had been that, plus, like, just a complete disregard for the storyline itself... And just like complete trolling, then maybe it could have been fine. You can tell that they try to throw Camilla some one-liners, and her deliver is just so oh my God. like embar- Like she looks silly. It's, biz- it's it was embarrassing. She like her grasp on how to behave as a human being is loose. There is no <laughs> like her understanding of human conversation and like the way it plays out and how to recreate it. It's little to none. If mm-hmm. it does, it barely exists. Yeah. Which I'm truly, I'm in a way, I'm impressed with. <laughs> she just like is so completely disconnected from reality. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, why not? Like, why not just like get Alexa to do it then at this point? You know, like. Right, Siri. Siri, read this line. And then yeah, it's like, it's like the TikTok voiceover voice that's like, "Watch what happens when I give my dog a." <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how she is. <laughs> That is Camilla's delivery, literally. Oh my god, well... I did feel bad for her, too, that they... uh, In classic Cinderella, she doesn't just get dressed by rats, for the record. She gets dressed by, like, birds and other critters, too. Yeah, the fucking And they gave her three rats, and they were James Corden and two fucking randos. (laughs) It was, like, one of the guys from Das Racist, and then... God, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, they're just like James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I don't remember the other guy, so. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't recognize the other two at all, but. It was horrible. I highly recommend watching. <laughs> yeah, no, if you want to hate, so- if you want to hate watch something and like drink. It was pretty satisfying. Yeah. I will say it was one of those movies that transcended being bad and became a really satisfying hate watch for me. Like it, it definitely, I, it, I couldn't look away mm-hmm. and that counts for something. And I don't think that, that was the intention, which makes it so much better. Yeah, no, we watched it from <laughs> to end for sure. It was definitely a one star. Like it wasn't like so camp that it became good. It was definitely uniformly bad, Yeah, but it was definitely, um, it was, it, it, it stirred feelings in me. I'll say yeah. that. It was just <laughs> a notch above like, and let's stop watching this movie. It's kind of like boring. It was just right. above that where it's like, let's just keep watching to see where like where it goes. I feel like I'm always saying this. Like, okay, like Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie in theaters. That movie to me is a half star movie because it was just a non, <laughs> it was a non film. Like, to, like when I watched it, I was like, 
okay, that A was bad and it made me feel nothing. Like I, like, I was like, I'm mad that I'm here. Like, I can't believe that I did this. Like, why did I do this? Whereas with Cinderella, that's a one star movie rather than a half star because um, despite being pretty much the same in terms of overall quality, I will say that it definitely did something to my brain. But Detective Pikachu just had the... It was like everyone had such high expectations and they just took a giant shit, shit. on everyone's expectations because they hyped it up to be like this cool like live action Pokemon movie where the Pokemon actually look like real. Yeah. And like people were like, holy shit, that could be really good. And then there's like four Pokemon in it total. Yeah. And then Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu who later re-becomes <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and is the dad of the mixed race child who is the protagonist of the film. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So Sorry if you haven't seen Detective Pikachu. I don't know what to tell you. No, no, it's just <laughs> comparing Cinderella to Detective Pikachu. It's they're in the same vein, honestly. And I, I will say that Cinderella definitely um They are they are it was not vein. Detective Pikachu, but it was um like for like it was the, a little more. Like the level of mark <laughs> the level of marketing that they put into both of those movies and the outcome, they're pretty much in the same ballpark, yeah. Absolutely. Like I could not get away from the fucking marketing stunts for Cinderella. Could not. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I was thinking that too. Like, I, I went to high school with the guy from Detective Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds. No, <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu. You went to high school with Pikachu. <laughs> and I know who you're talking about because he's also in like some other Netflix movie too. Um, the main the guy, main character right? of Detective Pikachu. Character? Isn't he like twelve? No, no, he's no. Old. He's like twenty. I mean, I mean, he's a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. Justice, some um, Smith. He's in. He's in a couple of other things. Beats me. He's in a couple other things too. He's in like a John Green fucking movie again. Like I don't know. He's in. He's in something else. I know he's in something else that's on Netflix that's like making the rounds. I went to high school. Well, with I mean, it's, it's also good. It also goes back to Fifth Harmony though, because one of the girls also went to high school too. Oh. Oh my god. Girl? One of the Harmony girls did too. Amazing, you're so yeah you you're so close to such talent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the acting talents of uh, Normani and Pikachu. Exactly. No, I mean it, it just like shows me up like how, how talentless I really am in comparison to them, like how insignificant. How are you ever going to live up to, to that when Pikachu gave your valedictorian speech? <laughs> he got up in front of the crowd and was like Pika 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 P but it's still in the voice <laughs> it's in Ryan Reynolds yeah. voice hey, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. that literally, literally was like That's, the whole yeah. thing mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds was like I need a fucking drink and it's like coming out of Pikachu's mouth it was so disturbing it was so stupid God. it just looked like Ted it just looked like, like Ted with Nintendo right literally, it was literally it was like, like Ted it was the animation style of Ted and then like Stavioki was in there for yeah. like fucking was it Stevie Oki or was it like Diplo? <laughs> it was like Diplo oh, as was Di- like <laughs> shit as like Dialga or something. <laughs> so not true, but yeah, no. Dioxa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I think we've said enough about the film. We, I think we can all agree it was great. Yeah, five out of five. Five out of five. Yeah. Love it. Does, does Amazon do reviews? Yeah, exactly. Can't right. wait. <laughs> I can't wait to see that spine on my shelf. Can't, can't wait to see the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we have a couple of music things to talk about. I have no idea what the timestamp is, so I guess we're just going to go until we're done. Let's just run through it, yeah. All right, great. Let's talk, maybe start with Charlie. I'm down. Charlie's easy. 
this is the comeback single from a woman we uh, feel positively toward in this show. This is Charlie XCX, and her single is called Good Ones. And it also is paired with a music video in which she is at a funeral. In Mexico. In Mexico, and writhing around amongst various face-tattooed men. Mm-hmm. And um, she does a couple dance moves. Yes. Which is good for her. Yeah. Um, what do we think of this song? What do we think of this song? How do we feel? Who wants to start? I thought it was fine. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> you don't, do you not live? I thought, it, live? I thought it was a good one. I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. I always let the fine ones go. <laughs> I always let the okay ones go. Yeah, yeah. okay ones. Um, it was... Okay, here's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. I, I really do like the song. I love it a lot. I really like it. I do. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, mm-hmm. I will say it feels... The more I listen to it, like... Okay, so she... Okay, let me back up. Let me back up. She is trying to replace hyperpop in some sense. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the... the. I mean, if we're, if we're ushering out, if it's time for hyperpop to be over, which, thank God, truly, thank, thank fucking God, God it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're trying to replace that, I'm just... Not, I The more I listen to the song, I'm not sure that I'm convinced that this is it. Mm-hmm. I, it's a great song, though. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I really do enjoy it and i think that this sets up her album release if she is coming out with an album after this Mm -hmm. i think she's setting up what she's planning to do which i appreciate i think it's a good aesthetic i think that that sounds good it's two minutes something too fucking long it's like a shot song or like a yeah really quick pregame song it's great it does Mm -hmm. the job is it her Mm -hmm. ultimate best no but i think it's great i will give it a great yeah i like it it's a Mm -hmm. seven out of ten for me it's a seven and a half out of ten yeah I'm gonna go with the same score. I, I think that like it looks fantastic. Like she looks beautiful. Oh yeah, she's hot and, in the video. She, I mean, has she done choreography before ever? Not like that. Like uh, not in like such a coordinated yeah, way. Yeah. I really like when she gets on top of the graveyard and just chokes herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I I can tell when she's trying really hard yes. and it's like kind of working. Like that's what I appreciate because she's been like. Pop 2 was crazy. Fucking How I'm Feeling Right Now, which is her COVID album, essentially. Yeah. That was kind of hodgepodge of, like, random shit. Charlie was fine. Like, she didn't do any, like, visual, like crazy visuals or music videos, really. No. So this was her first, like, music video in, like, a pretty... No. In a minute. In a minute, yeah. She has, the like... One. The last album... The last video was... The Bill Speak video was Claws. Oh, yeah. Now was, like, the... Which was, like, kind of meme It was, like, kind of, like, early COVID. Like, oh, it's a green screen. Everyone's, like, putting it over SpongeBob. Like, you know, like, whatever. It was just kind of... it was, like, whatever. I don't know. Retarded. It was whatever she was doing in in her fucking house. But before that, I think it was uh, 2099 with Troye Sivan. Yeah, where they're, like, Mm -hmm. on jet skis. Mm Mm-hmm. Like doing tricks on jet skis. <laughs> yeah, t- tricks on yeah. Troy Sivan's doing a three sixty backflip on a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> Double sow cow. Right. Um, he uh, okay. He Charlie. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, here's what it seems like to me. There's this interview that she has with Pitchfork right around the time that Pop Two came out, where she says something to the tune of like, "I don't know why I'm not bigger than I am." And I do think that she's always, like, it does seem like coping to me a little bit when she goes on Twitter and does this whole, like, I'm amazing, I'm the best artist ever, and I'm underappreciated, and I'm so underrated, and no one gets it. And, like, I get, uh, listen, I think she's great. I like her. She's a, I'm a big <laughs> fan. However, I do sort of sense the, like, the desperation sometimes of just being, like, it is, it's got to be depressing to be, like, the poppers chick, like, to be, like, the girl who's, like, 
gay guys really love me. Like the gay guys at a bar can't get enough of Charlie XCX. Like, she's bigger than that though. I think she's bigger than that now. She has like multi-million followers on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, she's had enough of a track record now where people know who she, like my my parents know who she is independent of me like finding out about her. But like how? But, but, but I have a little sense. clap and shit like that. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. I think that she, like like Charlie without being a popper's chick is Camila Cabello though like that's what I'm know. saying right yeah. yeah is that it does feel like it's an attempt to sort of legitimize the rest of Charlie XCX that's not poppersy like mm-hmm. it, it's her kind of doing like okay I'm gonna do like more like straight up like conventional pop song but I'm gonna make it like better than boom clap basically. like sexy grungy like good one sounds like a Kim Petra song to me mm. but less girly. Like, it sounds like more cunt than pussy, if you will. <laughs> my my yeah. boyfriend, who's like, he literally said that it sounds like Marina sometimes. And now sometimes when I listen to the song, I'm like, okay, a couple people did DM me that and said that, yes, it, sounds that like it sounds like Marina. And then sometimes I get it. And then I'm I like, I get it if we're fuck. talking Electra Heart. Right. You know, no, like old school, old school Marina. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying is that it almost doesn't feel like it's like boundary pushing. And it actually does feel like a step back in a way, like to the sort of like Max Martin, like kind yeah, of grimy, okay. sexy thing yeah and that's where i like i would give yeah i would give it like an 8 out of 10 at most maybe comfortably a 7.5 out of 10 because i think this is just setting up what she really yeah. wants to do from i mean this is out. like a big yeah. label single at the end of the day mm-hmm. too like this isn't like it does seem like she's trying to wind up for like a big album yeah and then the fucking yeah. the, the product placement of like samsung airpods or whatever the fuck right. like yeah like, no, she no. does have budget she has the money now and i think she's trying to get out of her um I do think it's like kind of like an unmined area of pop music of the last however many years but also like again it does feel like kind of the logical next step in like the hyper pop thing of like snake eating its own tail where like we just referenced 303 and we were just doing the whole like we miss blood on the dance floor and like you know whatever like now it does feel kind of like if you're already missing like 2012 tumblr music like I don't know if that's like the real way forward in a way Mm mm-hmm like, I don't know that, like, going back to, like, Electroheart is, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, do we need that again? Maybe. But I think it's still, like, fr- I think visuals-wise, like, it's still kind of fresh. Because, like, yeah. she has her titties out on, like, the tombstone that has her name on it. Like, that's kind of cool. Per- period. <clears throat> yeah. One thing people don't want to have not said yet that I have not seen is, like, it looks like a Gazalia. A little bit. I think the production, because it looks like the Black Widow video. (laughs) And that's what fucking baffles me about Iggy in itself, is that, like, she had so much budget. Iggy Azalea had so much fucking money. Mm -hmm. And, like, even before Fancy, like, her music videos, like, across time have been, like, insane budget. Yeah. She was a known quantity. People thought they knew what they were getting, which was, like, another Fergie. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Turned out to not be Yeah. So... Not at all. Right. Which is why I think that does kind of... That's why I think Good Ones kind of looks like an Iggy music video is because, like, Iggy's been pumping out... Five, I feel like she's been pumping out music videos, like, one after the next, too. Well, that was the other thing is that the... Uh, Iggy Azalea, I think, not her directly, but her fans tried to say that it was a ripoff of an Iggy Azalea video. Well, no, no, but like it is that because there, there's a funeral Iggy Azalea one. First song it's called Sally, Sally Walker. Walker, which was literally yeah. so bad, though. I can't like, imagine a worse song, and I also just can't imagine that Charlie was using that as a reference. Yeah, and also point. Iggy Azalea had like yeah. drag queens in that music video too. Right, it like, was like Vanessa Vangie, like in funeral yeah. garb. But like, <laughs> I, just, like not, I don't think Charlie was like, oh yeah, this is next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I think there's 
some key differences, but I think the 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 funeral thing definitely was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's just a bad sign when she's looking like Iggy Azalea, though. I guess would be my kind of remark, though, as opposed to like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the other part of it too is like I don't think that hybrid pop will um, fizzle out into one into another whole aesthetic, or I don't think that she's capable of pushing it there without like cutting people like ag cook would have to go true (laughs) yeah actually go somewhere new um i also think though too like if it is an album as opposed to a mixtape then you know we are going to get more middle of the road shit because like i don't know the mixtape ones are the fun ones right right Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it's true yeah i mean i feel kind of like the approach that she has to like big budget stuff is that she is always trying to like do this kind of like she wants to like hit it out of the park so badly mm-hmm. and it does wind up turning into this thing where I'm just kind of like okay whatever like I just it's like I just don't it, in a way like the reason why Pop 2 feels so good to me is because it does feel sort of low stakes like it was her kind of being mm-hmm. like okay like I completely bombed these last couple projects or whatever where like mm-hmm. she had like sort of worn out a lot of goodwill after Sucker and Number One Angel and then with Pop 2 it was just kind of like I think that's why people do sort of admire her as like a cult figure now is because the stakes for pop two were so little and yet she like turned out some of the best songs of her career. Yeah. Like the room room EP, like one of the things is that like pitchfork gave the room room EP, like what a 4.5. They like panned it. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> fuck this shit. And like as an artist, maybe that freaked her out a little bit and was like, yeah. holy shit. Like that's what? why never let a woman write a Charlie XCX review. <laughs> this is what happens. They, you don't have the genes to listen to room room properly or a trophy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's fine. I like it. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drink to it later. I, we're about to play. Yeah, we're about to do it. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Work. But yeah. yeah. Any closing thoughts on good good one? Um, I trust her with my whole heart. The podcast knows this. Yeah, Chris she, is a big Charlie yeah. stan. I'm a huge. I think she's like my number one. But um, yeah, yeah, I would give it a solid eight out of ten on a bad day. Five seven point five out of ten. Okay. I give it a seven. Seven work. I'm gonna split the diff. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. What else were we gonna do? Oh, I guess it's just fucking do Chromatica. Yeah. Let's run it. Well, God damn. Chromatica, I think is an interesting. Like, sorry. I mean, I mean, like, like where hyperpop could go though. Like that conversation. That is actually like the Chromatica one is a really interesting one for that because like there are okay. The song that I hated the most probably was like the Chester Lockhart one. What is that one? Oh, Let me pull up this track yeah. List. Let's pull up the tra- yeah, because I, I, I know what you mean. It's the Elton John one. Oh, the the, the doves, sign from above, sign from above, sign from above, featuring yeah. Chester Lockhart and Little Texas. Yes. So like that one's a really interesting one to me actually because like it starts off fantastic actually I think. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys okay? This is like a, a very like music. Okay. Do you remember there was a genre called weightless grime? Do you remember this? I do not. No. Okay. So, um, you guys know grime music from the UK? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lady Sovereign, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a version of that called weightless grime where they got rid of the vocals of the rapping and just like intensified like the violence of that. And it's weird that because like I had never thought that hyper pop and weightless grime sounded alike, because like weightless grime sounds like Arca or like just like a punch to the face or something. Yeah. But 
on that song, it's like, okay, you could kind of see where these things are possibly going in a different directions. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into like a really shitty 100 gex. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? It's like, yeah. No, 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 100%. Because that song, in per- or this remix song in particular, just reminded me of like one of those EDM songs on SoundCloud that like I used to listen to in high school. Like it felt like total <laughs> regression where I was like, this absolutely sounds like something that I would be like taking Molly to when I was 16. Right. Like, 100%. It reminds me of like, um. okay, so I think the, the Chester Lockhart part is actually not the part that people are like, like the video of Lady Gaga using like the Pixar eyes filter while she's listening yeah. to the song. That's little Texas. Cause he is a hard style producer and yeah. this kind of like, they just, it seems like they had two different remixes and they just sort of stuck them together. Where like the beginning is like, there's a melody and like a structure of a song. And then afterward, it just kind mm-hmm. of turns into this like insane, like 260 BPM, like totally. just nuts. I mean, whatever. And like, there's a place for that and like I do think it is I mean I do think you have to just be like fucked up completely out of your mind and like mm-hmm. that kind of like syncopated like just fucking like crazy ass hardstyle music it reminded me of um yeah. the the mix reminded me of Stress by Justice in some ways <laughs> like this kind of um just insane like just it and it doesn't work for Lady Gaga and it certainly doesn't work for Elton John and it doesn't work as a kind of like legitimate hyper pop song because it just feels kind of like it's supposed to be like a fuck you in a way like just kind of throws away complete Mm -hmm. because like when it's just a hard style song that has a place in time but when it's like we're just gonna say fuck this remix and just be like you know like whatever it's just fucking bad blow it out hmm with like fucking cowbell and shit like right Mm -hmm. like, like we were talking about this before nick but like the worst part about hyper pop or, like, one of the worst things that comes out of Hyperpop is, like, a complete lack of conviction. Mm-hmm. It does have to be, like, a f- like they're lolcowing as, like, they're making the song itself. Right, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, no the idea that, like, it just is a joke. Like, the thing you're making, like, you you personally, as the maker of the music, don't even take it seriously enough for it to be, yeah. like, you don't even care. Right, and that's, yeah. like, kind of, I think 100X is the only act to me that is capable of treading the line between and they don't even always do it right mm-hmm. like i think the yeah. best hundred gex songs do kind of have that like i literally don't care how this sounds versus like this is a real song and like there's a structure to it mm-hmm. rather than just like trolling interludes and outros and stuff mm-hmm. I was thing too. yeah right exactly mm-hmm. and i do yeah. think that like there's all these sort of like tiktoky offshoots of like this late hyper pop thing like it's just people who like don't have any regard for music like they don't care about like creating a song or really anything it's like just sort of like what can i pack into a minute that's going to be the most retarded and like turn the most heads for no reason this yeah. is something we talked about with miss madeline mm-hmm. <laughs> when she yeah. came on our show where she is like like her and slater i feel like the reason why they kind of don't seem hyper poppy to me is because they give a shit about what a pop song sounds like. Mm-hmm. And I do think that like the hyper pop thing is just sort of cynical in a way that like, it's just sort of trolly. Yeah. Well, that was always its complaint though. Like the complaint always about hyper pop, even when it was PC music was that no one is actually staking anything on the line here and making it mm-hmm. like, I mean, Listen, like, I like Sophie quite a bit, but the worst part about Sophie to me always was, like, the title of her debut, Oil of... 
every pearl's on insides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, but, but like she, she had to like she couldn't say I love every person's insides or whatever. That <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. She couldn't fucking say it. She had to like do it as a joke, and I was like, I like that kind of distancing thing is actually like pretty much their biggest weakness. Even mm. for Sophie, who's like probably like the most direct out of that entire bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like kind of a that's why like Hannah Diamond to me sucks so bad is that there's like a hollowness at the center of what she does. I love Hannah Diamond. You do love Hannah Diamond. I, just, I love Hannah Diamond. I have <laughs> very little patience for the like kind of PC music like saccharine banger. Like I just yeah. re- like like the idea of like these like chipmunked love songs that like are just kind of I don't it feels yeah. that there's like a the sort of vacuousness at the heart of it that just makes me like completely turned off to it. But I like her because she's creepy. Yeah, no, that's what it, it like with her because she's so like she's monotone, but somehow like it is creepy or it, like the way that her songs are produced and the way that she delivers the lyrics. There's like a lot of emotions going on when it feels emotionless, if that yes. makes sense. And that's why oh, I love her. I'm not fucking with her. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you um, always, yeah, you, you never. Liked I've her, always yeah. not fucked with Hannah Diamond. Mm-hmm. But I will. Yeah. Okay, another the hundred gexy type example is Jafoti. Yes, Jafoti. Which one? Girlfriend of the Year, GFTY. Yeah. She is kind of similarly, I think she's even more like trolly and retarded than Hunter Gex even is because she just like won't even write a song. Like it'll just be like, it's just a complete Mm -hmm. like cacophony. And it still, it doesn't feel to me like she's like, it's not like a fuck you. Like I feel like when mm-hmm. I listen to a Jafoti song, like I generally feel pretty like yeah. uh, like her, engaged with right. Like her project Jafoti books, which was like it seemed cohesive enough, where there are some certain songs on there that I really did like like and listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. But everything after that, you can tell that she just tripled down on like yeah. the stupidness of it all, and that's yeah. when I kind of like got away from it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like the, like the way out for hyperpop ultimately has to be like giving a fuck <laughs> you know? yeah because like, 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 i feel like the people who like are best place to do that are like caroline polichek and glaive yeah mm, because, yeah because like they are giving a fucking or, or, or like uh, or slater you know like it mm. is it is directional in a different way out yeah exactly that's why i like the slater album so much is mm-hmm. because it definitely is like even if she's like literally white girl rapping about sucking dick or whatever. Like I definitely feel like there's a person on the other side. Like it just does feel like a human being, which actually kind of makes like some of her music even a little bad. Like thinking about like, again, like the throatzilla thing, like to me is like, if Hannah died, if Jafoti was singing Throatzilla, I would be like, this is not a person singing this. But like, it's actually like creepier and weirder that Slater's doing it because like, this is a human I could meet at a club. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just kind of, I don't know, more disorienting in that way. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. So the album itself. Yes. What do okay. we like? What do we hate? Why? Um, Let me pull up the track like, list. Um, so like my favorite songs on this, I mean, one thing about Chromatica that I really liked actually was that like I had really fallen hard. I was like first, um, how do I put this? Uh, uh, um, I was the kind of, I, I was like, I felt like deeply betrayed by like the art pop era, like where like it started to feel like very PC and very like I'm mother monster shit. And I had checked out pretty hard with her because like she had kind of like, lost the fantasy part of it and had been like oh my god i'm a trauma um <laughs> yeah. yeah it's all about her having um fake diseases and 
like things like that. You really have shit really (laughs) badly. Yeah. Oh my god, I have just shit. It's that it's that performance where she gets vomited all over for each song, but it's just her shitting her pants every song. (laughs) (laughs) There, the ones I mean, like for me, it is pretty 50-50 of what I absolutely love and continue to listen to today, and the songs that I will never touch again. In all honesty, um, let's see. The LSD XOXO remix I love of Alice. I love that one. It's a little yeah. simple, but I really love LSD. I like, like I love what he does. Mm-hmm. It's very like I'm doing cooking and cleaning. I'm gonna put this on in the back. Period. Um, the stupid love Cuckoo Chloe remix. I fuck with hard. I know you don't I like it, which surprises me. I tried listening to it like f- so many times after, and I always end up skipping it because it's so just, weird. I can't get into it because it reminds me of Cobra. Like I just am, it doesn't remind me of Cobra. It doesn't. <laughs> no, it really? doesn't. It gives me like. So no. <laughs> She's not giving. She's I, not I giving the gift, I guess, for you. Maybe it's just not clicking in my brain, but it, it gives me just like I, I think don't it's know. like sexy. Like I think it's fun. I, I like that it's kind of like a weird, like it's like a it's like a purge siren. <laughs> to me, it gives me like ghetto. Ghetto? <laughs> you think Cuckoo Chloe's ghetto? Say that well, say that out loud for the people in the cheap seats. Well, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> I swear to god, I a, don't know who this person is. I don't need, I don't know what they look like. That's fine. Yeah, I don't know who they are. He's hot. She's hot. She's really, really hot. Yeah. Oh, Chloe. And again, I, I'm, I bet you that they are amazing, a nice person. I just don't know. Who oh yeah, is. Gorge. Yeah, she's really gorgeous. She looks like um Sevdaliza. Oh, pretty. Holy shit. Work. Erica Jane. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking <laughs> with her. I like the, I like her that song a lot. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that uh, when I did go to a gay bar this weekend, it was literally all they played. Yeah, work. <laughs> maybe, in a, maybe I need to figure it out in a gay right. bar. Yeah. Um. Do you have any thoughts about the estupida love? Me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, work. Thank God. It's right. so good. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I love her a lot, actually. All right. Let, maybe we'll just do a track by track, a quick, yeah, a let's quick do a, let's do a quick list. track yeah. by track, because I think we're already at. Okay, why not? All right. Rain on me, the Arca remix. I hate it. I love it. I hate it so much. You fuck, <laughs> fuck you guys. It's <laughs> because I'm a Charlie Stan. It's literally just this time, right? It's time by Arca from Kick One with Rain on me over it. It's, it's like just like not a finished idea. I thought it was cacadura. I hated it. You guys hate Mexicans and it shows. I live for Arca. You know I'm fucking with Arca. I th- Arca's not Mexican. No. Arca's Venezuelan? I think so. Yes. Venezuelan. Yeah. Stun. You hate Hispanics. Also kind of looks like Cuckoo Chloe yet again. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just, I was not liking this remix. It's, um... I don't know. It's, it's just very like scattered. Like there's a lot of little parts, and it doesn't really come together for me in a way that just I don't know. It's it's not like Arca. It's not like Gaga. It's really not like anything to me. Okay, I love. Why do you love? Tell me. I just love like the beginning, like the like the it like eases into it, and, like a little sparkly dream, and then it's like then like Arca vocals come in. Like I don't know. It just it feel it feels like majestic to me. It feels like I'm being like transported somewhere. But I'm starting heard, at one place. Have you heard Time by Arca? I believe so. It's the same beat. It's literally the, it same, the same song. Beat. Is that against the rules? Did Gaga say don't take another song? I mean, it just to me feels like a cop out A and B. I already didn't really like time, so I can't remove time from the song because it just sounds like time to me. Well, maybe, but maybe because, because you've never heard because it. Because I've never heard it. Like I love it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's what's maybe happening you there. heard it the right way. You never heard it um, bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some something else is going on here. <laughs> 
you know like if it's all time that sounds good like if it's all like ethereal and shit but like if it were all like metelo sacalo like that would be so much better you know? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I wish it was Rain On Me, but over the beat for, like, Que Lo Que, or the, over the beat for... Something um, crazier, yeah. Que Lo Que. Que Lo Que. Yeah, okay. Anyway, next. Fine. Who's up? Oh, free Woman, Rina Re- Sawayama. Sawayama. I can love this one. Clarence Clarity. This one I gave, like, a midway, like, it's okay. Yeah, I liked her. Mm-hmm. I'm hesitant with Rina always. Um, yeah. Because I do find her to be a huge poser. However, I don't. Um, <laughs> but I, I liked this remix. I thought it was nice. This one I think was good. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it's not my favorite, but I think it's good. It's not yeah. bad. I think she did a solid job. Yeah. I think she did her best. She was the Idina Menzel of this album. Yeah. Especially when that song is after this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, What's your take? You, you fucking with Free Woman? I, I really fuck with Free Woman. I think that, um, mm-hmm. I mean, the reason why I like it is because I think of Chromatica as being a really, really goofy-ass album. Yes. And I think that, like, this is just Goofy Plus, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Goofy Plus. Goofy plus. <laughs> That's what Disney Plus should really be called. That's what I'm, I want to make my Twitter name Goofy Plus. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> goofy Plus. <laughs> Oh my god, is that Apple? Yeah, it is Apple. Apple Live. Hi, Apple. <gasps> Say hi, Apple. Oh hey, baby. Baby Apple. He's being, he's trying to look out the window. He's being really disruptive. Can I pause the, can I pause this real quick? I have to go for one second. Please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One second. Meow. 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 It's so fucking hot in here. I, again, my body like plateaued at a certain hotness yeah. and now I'm just staying at that like uncomfy. Meow. Yeah. Or, no, I mean. Rain on me. Me. And your girlfriend playing dice up in my house. I gave your girlfriend cunnilingus on my couch. She cute, kawaii, hentai, boogies, dad, sassy. I think she really likes me as Pilati. Can I? Aprendelo. Me digo, digo, my mouse, do you entendelo? Aprendelo. Aprendelo. Yeah, that should be Rain on me. Who fucking sings that song? It was yours. You, I don't know. Okay. I gotta figure that out now. For re- I was trying to reference, so Nick has always been in charge of the party playlist. I was trying to reference one of the songs on the party playlist, and he doesn't know. It's just a song that always comes on whenever I, I deej. But, um... <laughs> just, <laughs> I deej. But I, uh, I just don't remember what it is. But there's a bridge in it where they go, Aprendelo, Aprendelo. Um, what the fuck is it is. Maybe someone will know. Oh, you know what it fucking is? What? It's Love is Free. By Robin featuring um, Maluka. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> love is free, baby. Love is free, baby. I fucking love that song. All right, add that to the playlist tonight. Yeah, right. Yeah, first song I yeah, listened to in this song. podcast yeah. is over. Trust. Okay. All right. Let's. We've. I. I can't. Again, I don't know how long we've been recording for this bit alone. We've already been doing fucking thirty-five. So we got to. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll keep pushing. We'll, we'll do run a through speed round of Chromatica. Yeah. All right. Free woman. Yeah, yeah. Do we live? Yeah, free woman, Rina Siwayama. I don't know that I, I live. I like. I like. I like a lot. Okay, work. Someone's gotta. <laughs> number, <laughs> number five, <laughs> fun tonight, featuring fat ass, gay, retarded Pablo Vitar. <laughs> I hate Pablo Vitar, and I wish that she would leave the planet. I don't. I'm not fucking with her. Fun tonight so- is the worst song in Chromatica, and they gave it to the worst bitch in the mix. I don't even know what Fun Tonight sounds like. 
outside of the remix. Couldn't tell you. It's, yeah. not, good. it's, it's not horrible. Good. Pablo has Z- Pablo is to me Camila Cabello. She's actually worse. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, I was gonna say like like, like cosmically pointless. There's I just like no I don't get it. I don't get. It's like if you made a Dor Delano famous. Like it's like if you made like <laughs> <laughs> like ma- like mainstream. Yeah. Literally, like it's like if they like broke in a huge way and suddenly they were like a big star, mm-hmm. like. Pablo fucking Vitar, like why are you on a Lady Gaga album? Whatever. Anyway, I'm not fucking with her. Yeah, no. Do you have a verdict? Do we have any other commentary? <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't do it. I I listened to it once and I maybe got 30 seconds in and I said no. Yeah, Pablo Vitar has ruined every Charlie XCX song she's ever been on too. Yeah, very true. I kind of like that. Like it is. Um, yeah. No, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Yeah, it's terrible. It's <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's bad. Moving it's on. Bad. Yeah. Uh, the highly anticipated 911 remix featuring Charlie Ekthiek, E. A. G. Cook. <laughs> what do we think of this one? Uh, I love. Obviously, I live. It was major. I thought. Yeah. It's cute. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. A couple re-listens. Fine. Crying. Yeah. It was also a good one. <laughs> it was also what? It was also a good one. Yeah, it was another, another good was one. Another good one. And I do one. love to let them go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Because um, she teased this early on. It was like, yeah. Crying turns to liquor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, classic Charlie XCX doing a Travis Scott impression. Just And she does it well. And she do it well. So good for her. You know, I'm happy for her. There's nothing in this song that I'm like dying about. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave feeling like, holy shit, I'm gasping for breath. It was just kind of like, yeah, it was good. I feel like it fits the thesis of the original 901 song too. Yeah. Like just, it took itself a little serious, but I also worked. like when she just basically rewrote the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. That there's basically no Lady Gaga in it. Yeah. All right. Well, love it. Love it, or, love it or list it. Love it or list Are you loving it or are you listing it? I love it. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Sorry. Okay, work. I love it. I love it. Okay, Plastic Doll featuring the one and only Ass Nico. How do I feel? Um, I liked this one. I'm an Ash Nico person, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Harry? I have been an Ash... I've been converted to Ash Nico because of the verse. The first verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... But the song itself kind of sucks. <gasps> Shut up. I think mm-hmm. this is the best on the remix album. I think it's good. I pl- I'm not crazy about the melody of Plastic Doll itself, so it was hard for it to be um, like my fave. But I do like it, and I thought Ashnika really brought a lot to the table. I know mm-hmm. that she can be kind of corn, but I was I I did feel that she like kind of stepped the energy up of the original Plastic Doll, which I thought was very like oh like just kind yeah. of like boring like feminist I just was not really my vibe and but I think that she adds kind of an edge to it that I really appreciated how much she transformed the song by doing very little yeah I think they said here Ashnigo here's your song and she goes oh shit I got this to work with she cracked her knuckles went to fucking town I think she transformed the song and it was so fucking good Ashnigo tore that Brooke Candy album too she did so much writing on that Brooke Candy album yep yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ash Nicole's really talented. She's good. I like her. I just think that her solo career needs a little bit of work. Yeah. But really like, stop yeah. doing like a don't. I don't want to hear any more show tunes about like not being able to find the clit. I'm not interested. I just like <laughs> yeah. I don't. I really don't need any more like pussy music. I mean, like I'm fu- I'm, I'm cool with pussy music. But like, I get it. Like, to fuck be, like ex. Like cool. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Like you have like a bad ex. We mm-hmm. get it. You're a white girl with blue hair. Of course you have a bad ex. You don't have to write a song about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> mean. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, Ashley, go come on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's the best song in the remix album, period. Wow. I did not know that you thought that. I, I, I'm happy with that opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put her above Charlie. Really? I got I to gotta be fair. All right. Mm-hmm. Any, what do you, I think it's better than Charlie. I do think it's better than Charlie as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than Charlie. I do agree I think with it's that. A, it's, well. it's on the better end of it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the higher end for sure. All right. Yeah. A Thour Candy by Shy Girl and Muramasa. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to really like this because I'm I'm a Shy Girl fan. Mm-hmm. However, I love Muramasa too. I thought this was really boring. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Take the floor. I really liked it. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's not transformed enough for me. Okay. And I wish it was nastier. Like, I wish Shy Girl had really gone there with the nasty. Okay, Size Queen. <laughs> I thought it was cunt. You thought it was cunt? I did thought it was cunt, too. I thought it was cunt. I mean, I think yeah. Sour Candy itself is vaguely cunt. Sour, the original, I say, was, like, already standalone the better songs on the album. One of the better ones, yeah. Where I got a little nervous. I was like, how are they going to change this? Even but though I, the lyrics, not my fave. <laughs> The lyrics are my <laughs> Yeah, I do. Oh, I am so sour, sour candy. candy. Yeah. I literally think it all the time. I say it out loud like two Uber drivers. Where are you, you going? Oh, I'm sour candy. Sour candy. Where are you going? Uh, <laughs> Belmont. I'm sour candy. Oh, yeah. Belmont Blue Line. <laughs> um, good. I This this one was good. This it's one was fi- great. It's fine. I'm not mad. It's just it's just fine. Like, I just, whatever. It's It sounds like sour candy part two. Yeah. I just I, it, it wasn't as um, transformed and it wasn't as explicit as I wanted it to be. I really wanted Shy Girl to like just make it disgusting, and she d- did a nice verse. It was fine. It just wasn't her finest work. I think people were going to be uh, paying very close eyes to Sour Candy because I think that one was the one that like I mean they have Blackpink on that fucking song. Like they Gotta, had a, they're playing with fire. I think they had to tread lightly. I think they had to tread lightly yeah. with the song, and I think they made the best right. as well. Blackpink's international lawyers were like Shy Girl. If the word if any bad words come out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking over for you. We're going to perfect blue your ass. <laughs> perfect blue your ass. Um, okay, Enigma. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> this is uh, the Dots remix. I This is one of my favorites. I love this remix. I love it so much. But Enigma was already one of my favorite songs in Chromatica, so maybe I'm biased. True. I love it. I live. I think it was fine. I thought it was fine as well. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to say anything ill about it, sure. but I'm going to say that it was fine. But the capital, lowercase f. Okay. Yeah. I'm fucking with her. I like the drop. I think it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to it a lot. Yeah. You love the beat. I, I definitely thought it was fun. I, I really like the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, this song made me homicidal. How dare they ruin the best song on the album. So this is fucked up. This is replay the Dorian Electra remix. I hate Dorian Electra so much. And Dorian Electra is white Billy Porter. Yes. Literally. Yes. Literally. Yes. Literally. There is like, if you came up with like every bad thing people think about the non-binary community, <laughs> it would be this. It's like someone who's like, ooh, I'm a mustache twirling. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing is so fucking, I can't. I can't. Yeah. yeah. And why would you assign replay to fucking Dorian Electra. Replay had so much potential and so much to work with. With any of the artists that were on this album, in all honesty, they gave it to Dor. Who decided? Did they pick straws? On yeah, literally, they must have. They must have picked straws. Like you didn't give replay to Arca, babe. Anyone? You didn't give replay to LSD. 
or even literally Shiro, like the actually, king of gay clubs. I just I don't. I, well, okay. There's no words. There's no. Words. <laughs> and the thing about this song is that the actual the production leading up to it, I actually don't hate. And the sort of like rock rock kind of interpolation yeah. of replay is. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's fine. It was like good. Mm-hmm. And then they give Dorian Electra a verse, and just the way that they sing, I can't. Like just the inflection on the voice and the like. Like just, it's so. I it really it act it it gets to a part of my heart that I'm not proud of. Imagine like your most fond childhood memory, and then out of nowhere you remember it, and it's like Dorian Electra's there, and he's like, "Hello, woo!" Like just completely ruins your like complete right. Like like, have Dorian Electra and Pennywise the Clown Vince Bottle in the same place together. Like, like, I don't know. know, Yeah, we've never seen them in the same place together. She's like gender queer Pennywise to me. (laughs) (laughs) Queering Pennywise. Going going back in the past and colonizing my memories with (laughs) non-binary vibes. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) Um, Anyway. (laughs) I don't have much to say about that. Pretty bad. Don't love her. Um, We've already talked sort of about the Chester Lockhart remix of Sign From Above. Right. Yeah. Shows promise and then totally goes in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Thousand Doves Planning to Rock remix. I love Planning to Rock. Um, I like I like this one. And I like this one a lot. And mm-hmm. I think Thousand Doves was one of those songs that was almost good in its original form. And I do think that this spiced it up just enough that I think I really, I really like this one. Mm-hmm. But I, I like do, kind I like of a it. traditional remix. Like I, li- I like when it's someone who's just like basically just a DJ or like just a producer. Like I don't need like another singer on the track. Like I'm not like dying to hear like Jennifer Lopez's take on a thousand doves. Like mm-hmm. I'm just I, I need yeah. <laughs> like I just want someone who like knows how to do a remix. And Planning to Rock's remix of Ever Again by um, Robin's one of my favorites ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I completely get what you mean. When it says, like, remix, this is exactly what I think of. Like, this is a remix of a song. Doesn't need to be any more complicated than that, frankly. It really doesn't. You don't need to add your own vocals. You don't need to sing like a circus clown. This no, is, no. This is we, fine. <laughs> this is this is capital F fine. We me. really don't need to sing like a circus clown. <laughs> There's just no need to sing like a circus clown. There's no need. There's no need to assert yourself in that manner. No. On a Gaga remix album. No. No. Well. Because um, she's already the circus clown. Exactly. We don't need exactly. to. Exactly. We, do we need two? Do we need one person who's like forgotten how to sing without a warble? Like, I don't know that we need that. I just, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Babylon right. Bree Runway remix with Jimmy Edgar. Uh, I think that Babylon's the worst song on the album. Therefore, I did not even listen to these two remixes. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Babylon. I kind of do too. It's like everything that's wrong with gay people. Whenever I hear the line about like walking an ancient city style, it kind of like haunts me for the rest of that day and kind of ruins every task and errand that I'm supposed to do that day. Do you ever wake up and serve it ancient city style? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I love how brain dead that is, though. (laughs) It's so like... Like, It makes makes no sense. It's not like anything. It really is just full... It's like, yeah. It's like Walmart RuPaul lyric. Literally. It's like, this is is RuPaul's it's song. literally it's like RuPaul song. RuPaul, yeah. Yeah, it's but, Lucian, Lucian Piani wrote this. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> wish. Yeah, Babylon Lucian Piani remix. Oh my god. <laughs> RuPaul it's like completely racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I, I think Brie Runway did fine. I think that she was dealt a poor hand by having to be assigned to this song. Yeah. Um, when I saw Brie Runway on Babylon, it, it made no fucking sense to me from the jump. There was no way that I was going to listen to this song and say, wow, I'm really glad that Brie, One, Brie Runway is on Babylon. I can't say her name without going, we one way. <laughs> <laughs> We one way. I <laughs> thought that we one way had a, f- a fine voice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Iggy rapping, like Quobatica. We, we we one way went away. We one way went away. Not a way went away. Not a way. Brie Runway, I really liked after I heard Ape Shit, and then soon after, some fucking faggot on TikTok said, "If you like Azealia Banks but hate that she's problematic, listen to Brie Runway. She's basically the same." That and then after bald. that, after I saw that TikTok, like I actually can't listen to her anymore because I think of that TikTok and it ruined her for me. Because now I think that her fans are like that faggot, and right. now it makes me like, oh, exactly. but I really did like her. Yeah, I I think she's fine. I don't know. She has like a couple good like Missy Elliott LARPing bangers mm-hmm. with like an accent. Cool. I fuck with that. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's just not. It's not. It's there's no. This is not really bringing the flavor for me per se. I don't know where she would have fit on any other song to be honest. I know. Like I think it yeah. was kind of like very left field for Brie Runway to be on Babylon, which yeah. is the last song of the remix album too. Like I I don't know. I just didn't. Right. I think people pushing for something that didn't need to happen. Yeah. Well, the thing that people mm-hmm. were pushing for that really didn't need to happen was the final song of this remix, which was Babylon the House Labs version, which was the OG <laughs> demo that people were like hyperventilating and like pissing and shitting and coming over. It is the. It's horrible. <laughs> It's horrible. And everyone was like, please, we need the original version. And like, do we need this? Like, I mean, the reason it was left on the cutting room floor is because it sucks balls. It's fucking bad. <laughs> right? I mean, we know this. Yeah. I think that if the the Chromatica version didn't come out and they released like that one, like the House Labs version originally, I think it would have been a little bit better. Yeah, a little, a little, a little bit better bit, than like the house bit. piano with a loon to open the song. I just, you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't trust Blood Pop as far as I can throw them, frankly. And um, there's no. <laughs> I just. There's a lot happening in both these final two songs that I just. There's not a lot that could really save Babylon as a song Mm-mm. for me. There should have just been one. I, I mean, the thing about Babylon that I really like is that it's so psychotic and unhinged and. Like, it, it feels like a musical. It doesn't feel like a pop song. Mm-hmm. That's maybe right. why I hate it. <laughs> it's Gaga like, doing the whole, like... Superstar. It doesn't feel like right. a... Um, like, but Lady like Gaga and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Like, so um, committed. Like, like she, she really does commit to being as ridiculous as that song is. Yeah. But also, like, Gaga's pitch, when she does that voice... Walk a mile. Like, Strut that out. makes me... Walk want, a mile. Like, that Start it. <laughs> triggers my acid reflux a little bit. I know. Like, I don't like her talking theater voice at fucking Ugh, all. It fucking kills me. And she needs to leave it back when it was, like, doing it during, like, yeah. her earlier era. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know how, like, Madonna slowly lost that sort of simple vocal quality over the years where, like, the OG Madonna songs, like, she does, she has, there's no range, there's about eight notes per song, and, like, that kind of was more, like, I don't know, like, as it, as she gets older and it gets more complicated, I'm like, all right, babe, like, it's okay, let's keep it pushing. Um, and then with Lady Gaga, like, it happened like that. It was, like, from Fame Monsters to the next thing, like, she realized, she, like, couldn't just deliver a note without, like, over-fucking-singing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I just pretty much know songs since then that I think has been sung with a proper level of enthusiasm. Yeah. And, like, there's something going on with, like, the neurons in my brain because I love art pop. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I go in these phases like a couple times a year. Someone convinces me for like four days that it's good. And then I go back again. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it was back in the day when like you still wanted to know all the lyrics regardless. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I was like 15 and gay. I was like at Best Buy the day of. Right. You know, and like it was just very. Um, Best Buy. Kidding <laughs> our pub. The, the, the foil cover, mind you. Yeah. And um, it was. Like, that kind of thing is, like, obviously I know all the words. I'm not mm-hmm. proud, but I do. And also I was sort of along for the ride of Art Pop, which was, like, when nine singles came out before and they hate every everyone hated every single one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, like, uh, it's part of my life. It's just not a part of my life that I feel particularly attached to. Yeah, right. Yeah. <sighs> Any closing thoughts on the remix album? Do you think it was better than the um, Born This Way 10th Anniversary remixes? Are you... <laughs> the Born This Way 10th Anniversary Remix album is like... I don't acknowledge it, actually. I actually don't know what you're talking about. It's like if 9-11 happened <laughs> at the Holocaust and everyone inside was like a, like a, like an ailing veteran widow. Right. Hiroshima like, and Nagasaki. It all took place at one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just fucking... It was nuclear fallout. It was Chernobyl. <laughs> right. It was giving like Sandy Hook. Yeah. No. It was giving Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Born This Way, the 10th anniversary remix album is the Sandy Hook of music. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Babylon was missing. Babylon was missing Ben Platt. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Babylon was really missing. <laughs> the Ben Platt remix. Babylon. <laughs> The Lin Manuel Miranda remix of <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, fucking they need a Camila Cabello on this remix album. Yeah, Shit. exactly. Get her on replay. Born this way, the Sandy Hook version. <laughs> Jesus so Christ! Bad. John Benet Ramsey version. Ramsey version. <laughs> the flip. I, my, I, John Benet Ramsey would have been a hyper pop singer if Rebecca Black didn't take her spot. Definitely uh, true. Mm, yeah. yeah, Anne Frank would have been Rebecca Black. <laughs> <laughs> we would have been so ahead of her our time right now. Like where we are culturally right now, Anne Frank would have sent us there, baby. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> And Frank would tour Babylon. <laughs> she was there in the land yeah. that was promised to her. Yes, yeah. S- serving ancient attic style. Yeah. <laughs> was it a Zionist song this entire time? What'd you say? Was it a Zionist song this entire time? Yeah, exactly. Time? <laughs> yeah. Babylon's about restoring Israeli strength. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I would actually not. I would bet on Gaga saying that during an interview for Serve sure. Serve it Pakistani style. <laughs> <laughs> um what else nothing i mean all right uh one to ten what do we give this remix album i think it's fun and i think it's a six and a half <laughs> i give it a seven what do you think i give it a seven too mm-hmm. i think it's i, I it enjoyed it better than the regular album and i think i don't know you know what? Seven is the the safest rating from a one to ten scale. Yeah, it's true. Definitely, because six to me is a D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a seven is a seventy, which is like a C, which is passing. Like you're saying, it's passing. Yeah, but it could be better. Could be worse. Sure. You know yeah. what? If I'm gonna exclude seven from the one to ten scale, is it an eight or a six? Harry, question. I think it's a high seven. <laughs> you think it's more of an eight than a six? Um, I would, yes. yes. 
I w- yeah, I would say more of an eight than than a six because I think it's a little adventurous. I was I was impressed with some of the features. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna say it's more of a six than an eight because I do feel like the novelty is going to wear off for a lot of these, and I'm gonna wind up listening to about five. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. two of the worst people on earth are right. both on this. You're immediately list. to me disqualified from an eight if Dorian Electra and Pablo Vitar are on your album. Oh True. My God. Oh. Yeah. Although I guess Pop Two is the exception to that because they are on. They're both on that. True. And I give that shit a fucking thirty <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> Twenty out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Is Dorian Electra on in Pop Two? Uh. Oh, what the fuck was he? Oh my God. I'm really drawing that- a blank because I don't. Pop Because Jay Park was on Unlock It. On Unlock It, yeah. Oh, he's awful on that one, too. Yeah, Pablo Vitar was on I Got shit. It. Dorian Letcher was on Fembot. Fembot. Mm. Okay. Okay, I like. great. I do like the <laughs> Can you hit the high note like you a tenor? That's, that's, <laughs> no, is that Mickey Blanco, <laughs> that's, then? No, that's Jay Park. It's Jay Park. Like you oh, that's Unlock It. So what What the fuck is you the first one? Fembot? I'm doing better. Bring me out to London, yeah. I can show you something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Mickey Blanco. I mm-hmm. Mickey Blanco is fine in my book. It's okay. I have, I have a very nostalgic place in my heart for Mickey, for Mickey Blanco. Mm-hmm. The only Mickey Blanco song I like is "Wish You Would" featuring Princess Nokia. You would. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking banger. <dang it. laughs> um, All right. I like Death Grips Mickey Blanco though. Like, have you heard like "Head Is a Stone" in those ones? No, I haven't spent a lot of time with Mickey Blanco it's overall. Good. Well, work. That's your homework assignment, everybody. Run, run, run a Tory at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll we'll re- we will re- we'll convene next week, and we'll all talk about whether or not we like Mickey Blanco <laughs> first order of business. Um, I, I, I'm, go ahead. I, I um, I'm I'm gonna do Yana's podcast, and we're gonna talk about that. Actually, whoa, uh, work. Uh, I just finished being on Yana's show. That's the other thing for the people at home. I don't think you can listen to it if you don't subscribe to Hate Fiction right now. I think it's yeah, not free. Right. Yeah. But um, my episode is out and we talked about Sky Ferreira and Fiona Apple and reclusive women. <laughs> and I think it's a really good episode, even though um, I have a little bit of crunch and munch Zoom audio. But you know what? If you reach the end of this episode, you had a little bit of that already. So, so true. You can put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were going to talk about Kanye, but I think we've already been going for like fucking an hour and a half. So it's time to wrap. <laughs> true. What, what else is there to say about Kanye? Whatever. It's true. Just another Kanye thing. Just another thing. And really, it's not my jurisdiction, frankly. <laughs> yeah. I care more about what Kim K has to say about this album, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. When she breaks her silence, then I'll comment. I want her to do a full hour-long review of her and... Yeah. Yeah. What she thinks of the album. Exactly. I'd, I want I'd, her to do an hour-long review of each of her kids. <laughs> and which one's her favorite. And which one's her least favorite. <laughs> How she would rank them in order and why. Yeah. <laughs> she answers right away, like, no pause. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um... Okay, well, listen, thank you for joining us. We oh God, Thank you so much for having me. You've really been a lovely guest. Mm-hmm. Thank you for shedding light on the issues. Um, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been messy. It's been crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, well, thank, yeah, again, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> it's been a wild episode. I'm excited. Hopefully I can salvage some sort of listenable. <laughs> right. Episode. This is episode 178. Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, listen, this one is for the girls. Uh, this one is for you. This one is for me, baby. This is wait. <laughs> Get a positive. Okay. Um. Okay. Bye. Bye.